Welcome to episode 16 of the Carnism Debunk podcast. For today's episode, I'm joined by animal liberation music artist and songwriter Vegan Queen V, who has just released her incredible new album available on Bandcamp, Freedom Warrior, which I'll link to in the description. Today I'm going to be talking to her about her music, among other things, and I'm going to be also playing my personal five favourite tracks off the album, which was tough for me to even pick because honestly it's perhaps the most consistently good album you could listen to. And I mean it when I say every single song is excellent and of the highest musical quality, so please do buy yourself a copy and support her if you liked it. All the songs are about veganism and animal rights, so if you're vegan for the animals, you will definitely relate to every song. So V, welcome to the show. Ah, uh, thank you so much for that introduction. That was amazing. You can come again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, well, you know, honestly, I think you're such a very talented um, songwriter. And one of the things I actually wanted to ask you was um, sort of about your songwriting process. And were you, were you trained in any way in how to um, write songs? Or did that all sort of come naturally to you? Like, tell us about your sort of musical history and how you got into songwriting and how you do it. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, I got into music when I was seven years old. I uh, picked up the violin and then from 10 years old, the piano didn't physically pick up the piano. Those two instruments, those two instruments just seemed, seemed to gel with me. Um, and because I was playing the piano and I, at the I was sort of 10, 11, 12 years old, listening to um, bands on the radio and getting CDs of bands that I loved. And I naturally started trying to play the songs I was hearing on the piano and mm -hmm. singing them, um, you know, and, and reading the music and things, all those things. Um, and, and from doing that, taking somebody else's song and, and figuring out how it worked on the piano and yeah. how it sounded similar to the song, you know, from what I was doing. I began to write my own lyrics um, and yeah. I can't, I, I don't even know what sparked that really. Um, it just happened, started happening. And I, you know, I realized I was, I enjoyed it. I was you know, good at it, uh, whatever it is, um, creating something nice. Mm. Um, and then from, from then on, music's just been a really big part of my life. Um, from university onwards, it's been sort of the main focus of my life, but even through high school, I was always in this band or doing, you know, this project, musical project with my friends or writing this song, or, you know. So, yeah, it's it's been a, a good musical upbringing. Uh, and I realise now how like lucky I was that, uh, my, pa yeah. parents, that my parents would take me to these lessons and, you know, experience different things. It's definitely made me, you know, who I am. Yeah. Uh, would you say that you have some kind of like, do you have like some kind of formal training as it were? Did you go to like some kind of musical school or anything? Or was it just literally lessons when you were a kid kind of stuff with instruments? Yeah, no, I've had quite a lot of musical training. Um, it started mm. off when I was seven and then just my whole life has been, you know, exams and, you know, preparing for this concert and this. Um, and then, um, as I say, uh, I went to university, I did music there. So I yeah. have a degree, degree in music and a, a master's in music as well, mainly because I got to the end of my degree and had no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so and so this, I did a master's. Yeah, good stuff. And this might seem an, an obvious answer to, to me, but can you tell people why specifically you write songs about veganism and animal liberation? Yeah, that's that's something else that just came naturally. I went vegan about six years ago, six and a bit years ago now. 
Um, and it was it was just um, after watching, uh, you know, The Land of Hope and Glory or Earthlings, mm. uh, Dominion, all those ones. I just I just had to write. You know, the world was going crazy around me. I was trying to tell them what was happening to these animals and they were turning around and saying that I'm making up or that it doesn't happen here or whatever. And so I think being able to channel the, the, you know, the veganism, what I was feeling through the songs, like was super helpful for me mentally um, because I, it was quite, it was really difficult for the first few years, as I, I'm sure many vegans find the same thing, you know you get PTSD from watching that footage and then when yeah. you do try and go and tell everyone, it doesn't send out how you think it's going to, which is just then another layer of this like trauma and like shock of what is going on in this world. This is not, you know, this is crazy basically. Um, so yeah, the songs have been my therapy for sure. And I, I hope in turn that they're therapeutic for other vegans as well, who are hearing these messages and yeah, like, yes, finally, somebody feels the same way as me and, you know, put it down exactly how I how, how I feel so hopefully it helps other people as well in that way yeah 100 percent. like I um like I feel that when I listen to your music I definitely um relate to the lyrics to the music it kind of eases your vistopia in that kind of uh manner so for anyone who's unaware of what vistopia is it's <laughs> that, the anguish of being vegan in a non-vegan world um yeah so what we're going to do now, I'm going to play one of my, so I'm going to play throughout this podcast, obviously my five favorite songs from the album. And um, we're going to play now the very aptly named Dominion. Very powerful song. I love the piano and the vocals in this song. And um, incidentally, it's the first track on the album. So here is the first track on um, Freedom Warrior, and it is called Dominion.
that was Dominion. So yeah, uh, brilliant song. Um, I think one of the lyrics I thank you I relate to you know the most off this track would be that um, how come only I see the fear and pain in their eyes, see the value of their life comparable to yours and mine. That's a lyric yeah. I really identify with because you know as vegan you feel almost like you're alone in a world of apathy, don't you? Um, yeah, so that lyric. Absolutely it really hits me hard when I listen to it, you know, it's like, damn, like it's it's, that part of the song is, is speaking to me. Um, Yeah. Nice. And did did you, I assume you titled and, um, you know, were inspired to write that song after the documentary Dominion or had you read the book Dominion by Matthew Scully or anything like that? Yeah. It's a bit, it's weird in that neither of those things, but I have, I I actually went to see Dominion in the cinema um, down in London and it, it's mortifying. It's just horrendous um, to watch. So, although when I wrote Dominion, I hadn't forgotten about the documentary, but it wasn't on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it must have somehow similar as to to Earthlings, isn't it? Just the footage that you yeah. see, it's just really difficult to process. Yeah, and the next song I want to play, um, it's called Mother. Um, tell us about the um the inspiration for that song mother um because again this is a song i think the lyrics when you listen to it it could seem quite obvious for many vegans for someone who's not vegan maybe they might not be aware of it so can you talk to us about that song yeah of course um yeah mother was written um after a friend and i visited a dairy farm um my friend drove past this particular farm every day when she was taking her kids to school Mm. Um, and she just wanted to go and, and just witness these babies that were in the crates outside. Um, so we did, we went and we just stood and, and sort of watched and just sort of sent love. And we were filming a bit as well because we obviously wanted to document and show people what happens to babies in the dairy industry. Yeah. Um, and then the, the farmer spotted us and, and basically he invited us to see uh, into the barn i don't really know why but he did right. uh, and in the inside the barn there were um a few uh mother cows and and one particular mother cow just given birth to a baby and it was such a weird a bittersweet moment you know this beautiful yeah. amazing creation and seeing the the two sort of connecting for the first time but then knowing they're happening as the calf is male or female um, so it was pretty, uh, yeah, a weird experience. Um, and mother sort of sparked from that moment. Um, and the phrase that kind of came first was "You're so stuck in your ways." Um, because yeah, that's why that's why the dairy industry still exists because everybody's just so stuck in their ways, from the consumer to the farmer. You know, it's and then. Yeah, and and that line is also sung um, about my own mother because uh, our relationship is super strange, and it's because she's so stuck in her ways, you know. Um, I did think that it's a big thing for people. Yeah, I was like, is that part of the song which people will hear in a second? Is that lyric referring also to our own parents who you know we could yeah, say are stuck totally, in their ways? Yeah. What instrument yeah. is it that's playing in the in the intro? That little riff for mother. What instrument's playing there? 
Uh, that's the um, the whistle. Um, it, when I, the, the whole album was recorded in Scotland uh, in the Outer Hebrides. Right. So I've got some ama- amazing Scottish people playing like 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 Celtic instruments and like oh, native cool. to that area. So I had this amazing player um, who also does bagpipes on on this song uh, near the ends. Yeah. It's epic, but yeah, he's just the the whistles on there as well. They're beautiful. All right, brilliant. Well, without further ado, we will now play that track, Mother. So everybody, this is Mother, another one of my favourite songs from the album. If I was a mother
That was Mother. Um, yeah, very powerful sad song, sad song. Um, and you can feel a lot of anguish in that, not only because of the, as you mentioned about the mother cows in the dairy industry, but trying to get through to people about veganism. Um, and it's like, feels like talking to um, a brick wall sometimes, I guess. Um, how successful have you been with like converting your family to veganism so far? Um, you know, that the, tough cookies to crack George mm. <laughs> so far not so successful uh my dad did try veganuary uh last yeah. year so that is something uh but no to be honest with me and my family I've realized that um I need to sort of step back um because the more I sort of try and push and and try and tell them the truth the the more resistant they are so um, um yeah. I'm hoping that they have all the information now and um, you know, they can see that I'm just continue to get happier and healthier. And I put the vegan diet down to a massive, massive part of that. Um, so hopefully they can see and then be inspired by that because, yeah, it's, it's family's difficult. It is difficult. Like. You know, Gary Yurofsky always said family and friends are the hardest people to convert. Don't waste your time too much on them, because honestly, <laughs> there, there are simply some people in our lives that just will not change. They just won't. And you have to I won't use the word accept. Of course, it's not acceptable that people don't go vegan, but you have to come yeah. to terms with the fact that at this present time, when we're before the tipping point, of social change some people just are not going to change and so we have to focus on the ones who will um yeah to, to achieve that societal change um the next track that i want to play off your album it's another one of my five favorites is um of course many people will know you for this song uh, and that song is what hell is like um when did you write what hell is like because this is what i would consider one of your older songs yeah for sure what hell is like was written after i watched the land of hope and glory the documentary by earthling ed and Serge. yeah um you know it's just seeing seeing finally seeing footage from uh, uk farms knowing now there's evidence here look this does happen in our land you know the our animals in the next field are being treated this way um so but yeah, it, it came from that really, um, and and all the other videos I've been watching as as well at the time, um, but that documentary was particularly yeah inspiring, and it that song again it just kind of came out you know it didn't there wasn't much thought put into it on my part I just sat down and had to get let go of something, um, you know because it was so painful to to watch and to have that inside. And again, as I say, with the extra layer of I'm telling everyone about this and nobody cares <laughs> what's going yes. on. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> no, it is, it's a very powerful, very hard sitting, so hard hitting song. Um, I think if you're vegan, um, it will be hard to listen to this without getting a lump in your throat, you know. So I apologize in advance to uh, anyone who is going to feel like they've just cut some onions after after listening <laughs> to this song, you know. Um, so, yeah, next uh, I'm, I'm going to play the brilliant and the powerful What Hell Is Like. Here it is. Don't know what it was I did 
up in a place like this I've heard that there is love somewhere up above Outside the hell this is No one cares that I am me I'm just a number on a sheet Just something to use until I'm no use A commodity I'm dying Struggling for it Here crying And no one even cares If you can hear me Please come and free me I don't wanna die inside This ain't a life If you Someone told me that you know I cannot call
All right. So that was what hell is like. Um, and yeah, I guess that would be th- that song sounds different on the Freedom Warrior album version. So were amendments made to that song when you like you I guess you did a more recent recording of it, maybe? Yeah, it, it's kind of unfortunate that, that the, the version that is on YouTube that a lot of people have seen, it was just, um, I think I plugged my mic in, but then the, the, the piano is actually just the speakers from the crappy little piano that I was using <laughs> at the time. So right. it's, a, it's, a very, it's an incredibly poor quality recording. Um, but it was, you know, it's live, so there's a lot, you know, in yeah. that as well that's and, the original you're referring to here of course not not the one just now yeah okay. yeah the, the original <laughs> youtube right um, and yeah and, and i really wanted i really wanted to have a, a, a nicer sounding piano on the actual track um and you know when you're doing things in the studio I, I did do quite a few of the songs sort of live um you know with the piano but you do have the opportunity to go in and you know edit a line if it's not quite as how you wanted it and you know, if it's a little out of tune um in a studio you can do that obviously when you're doing it live it's a bit different yeah okay um so the next song i'm gonna play it's gonna be um i'm gonna say slightly more upbeat um because <laughs> you, I, I think this is what you do so brilliantly even though every single one of your songs has such a serious message in some of the songs on the album, in fact, probably about half of the songs, you managed to do this in almost quite like a positive, cheery sort of vibe. Um, so the next song I want to play is a great song. It's called Awake. Um, uh, how do you achieve that psychologically? How does that work? Because you're writing yeah. about a very, you're writing about a very serious issue, but you managed to make it a bit sort of upbeat. So tell us oh, about like a yes uh, how is this possible how did you write awake um what is the meaning of awake and why does it have this sort of cheery vibe and how does it work I, I, awake was written quite fast actually it was one of the last songs to be written for the album yeah and i hadn't really finished it by the time i got to the studio because i just i knew it was gonna it was gonna be done and and you know it would be done when the time was you know ready for it to be done um and the it's got a cheery vibe to it because I've realised that um, that's what we need in the world. We need positivity and we mm-hmm. need solutions rather than moaning about the problems. Right. Um, and, and we need to uplift each other and empower each other because it's because we've been disempowered that we're all walking along blindly, you know, and, and causing a lot of ha- uh, chaos and, and havoc and heartache without really even knowing, which is just you know bonkers. It really is. Um, but I, I'm not going to tell people the stupid um, and, you know, and doing it in, in an angry way because that just doesn't get anyone anywhere. So awake, it does have this message, you know, what is it going to take to wake you up? But, mm. you know, I, I want to be part of that solution. I want to help wake you up. So yeah. I'm going to do it in a, you know, as nicest way as I can, really. And and if I can make somebody want to sing along or dance along, then, you know, I've achieved what I set out to do. Yeah. Some people do need a good shake awake, though, don't they? I know it worked with me <laughs> when, when I watched Gary's speech. I think I am one of the people that maybe an, an angry message did kind of work for. So I guess yeah, it's one of those yeah. <laughs> those different strokes for different folks kind of thing. But in, yeah, in any case, absolutely. yeah, it's it's you definitely have a point there. Um, 
that um you know to achieve certain things in the world sometimes we do need to make people see um the positive light in things so um i'm going to play that song for everyone now another great song off the album uh, and this is awake 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 awake
All right, that was Awake. Um, tell us what you mean by that lyric there, you're stuck in this daydream. Who are you talking to when you when you say that lyric? I'm talking to the people who um, go along through life not questioning anything that they've been told. Mm, we um, all know people are, like that. <laughs> yeah, and they, they are living in this this daydream you know like going into yeah. the supermarket and picking out a packet of sausages that's living yeah. in a daydream because that's not reality yeah you know it's... that's this the connection with reality has been completely lost it's the matrix isn't it yeah so it's that it's that and, and obviously it's in all facets of society um you know not least veganism and, and animal rights and you know they're just as i say disconnect between what we consume and what we, um, you know, who we say are our friends and who we say we're, we we love. <laughs> yeah. You know? And had you, go, going back to what we were talking about before I played that last song, have you set up the album in a way that it kind of starts a bit sadder and then towards the end you get these sort of more feelings of hopefulness and positivity? Yeah. Oh, he's got it! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. like, yeah. So it—that's no coincidence. Then you, you, it, it falls like that for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's kind of like my journey. Like it started with the truth, right? Uh, and the truth, like it hurts. It's it's heavy, isn't it? Mm. When you really learn about these things, and when you when you get that realization of what's happening in the world, um, it's really heavy. Um, yeah. But it is important and it needs to be said. Um, but as I was writing the album and you know realizing I had to put this body of work together, I, I, I understood that yes, the truth needs to be shared, but it can't all be doom and gloom because that is just not gonna get anyone anywhere. It, it, there needs to be some uplifting stuff and some empowerment songs and, as I say, solutions to now you know the truth. Yeah. Here's what we can do about it, <laughs> you know? Yes. Unless yeah, that's... have a party, party while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, uh, you do feel so down and depressed and low um, a lot as a vegan in this cruel, sick world. And sometimes it is nice to be able to connect with other vegans in that kind of way. And this is why I keep telling vegans, you know, who, who, who are saying to me, George, how do you cope and stuff like that? You need to try to be more socially active, um, you know, do do activism events and stuff, which can get you down and stuff, but also try and meet up with vegans, go to things like the vegan camp out, go to, you know, go yeah. to, to, to have drinks with your, with your vegan yeah. friends and go, go to do things with each other. Cause it's sometimes it's the only way we get to connect in such a cruel yeah. world. Um, yeah. But I'm going to play this last song now because um, you mentioned um, a moment ago, The Truth It Hurts. And that's one of the lyrics, actually, in this song. Yeah. Um, so this is the last song on the album. And I think it's such a great way to end the album. I don't think you could have picked a more perfect song to end the album with. Um, this is one of this is exactly what I meant a moment ago when I said the way the album falls is it starts with that very powerful and sad song, Dominion. And now you get these more positive vibes of hope as we go towards the end of the album. So this is the song Hold On. So I'm going to play that to you now. And that is the last of my five favorite songs from this excellent album. So here is Hold On. 
was hold on um yeah as i say great way to end the album um i also like the stuff in there about it doesn't matter what you see on the news it doesn't matter what the papers tell you so that's i guess (laughs) you know a message against how people are brainwashed by the media uh it might be george yes (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) yeah and i I guess you're talking about how the media pushes carnism and stuff there and how you know all the talking heads on tv and stuff kind of say the same thing yeah exactly exactly and and yeah and how we really need to understand that a lot of the time um you know there's a lot of money behind this stuff Mm. um and it it isn't always well it's it's pretty much never to do with our our benefit and our health and happiness it's to do with money and when you can sort of understand that um then then you will understand that lyric you know it doesn't actually matter what they're telling you because the odds are they're telling you because they've got you know something they want to push or there's a reason they're telling you it you know yeah what is your theory as to why you know when you watch these like morning shows like you know this morning and good morning britain and blah blah blah. what is your theory as to why the piers morgans and the whoever's why do they all say the same thing and have like the same opinion about veganism you know you go on this show you when they get an animal rights activist to go on these shows there's never like uh, you know one of the interviewers is an animal rights activist as well and they're agreeing with all their points <laughs> why do all of the talking heads in the media just say the same shit basically what's your theory about that well i mean it's it's a tv show isn't it it's a show so it's you know scripted and they're kind of told what to say so i think to a certain to actually a lot a big part of it they are just repeating what they're being told do you think there's some darker forces at work, though, perhaps? Do you think, like, I don't know, they have maybe these shows, whatever, maybe have ties and sponsors to certain things, so they're specifically told to push, like, propaganda and anti-vegan stuff, and they, they're told not specifically not to show veganism in a positive light? Or do you think that I'm going... I mean, No, I think, I think you're <laughs> definitely along the right lines, for sure. Um, yeah. I know that uh, veganism is kind of now it's sort of being linked with, um, you know, the Bill Gates and uh, growing, growing the meat and labs and stuff. <laughs> so, so it's our, it's our yeah. job to make sure that people understand that that's a very different thing <laughs> from, from uh, animal rights and veganism, you know, uh, because that, yeah, the, there's an, there is always a, an agenda because that, you know, that it's, it's a money-making system. Yeah, and 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 it's, it works on very many many different levels. You know, t- yeah. TV is a power a powerful powerful tool for them because it's in everybody's home, um, and they can basically you know it's called programming. It's it's a program. It's it's yes. said that for a reason, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I I always found it funny how you know carnists always push the idea of you know this is the new world order and this is propaganda and stuff like that. Like, do they yeah. not realize the level of <laughs> propaganda and stuff that they've been pushing on us throughout our whole lives? It's like yeah. they don't even see it because when <laughs> how, how familiar are you with Dr. Melanie Joy's work on carnism? 
pretty familiar, yeah. Yeah, I've you read, know, she... read a, a book or two of hers, and I've listened to some web webinars and that. Yes, she's amazing. So you are very familiar. E excellent. Yeah, yeah you, you know, she mentions about how when carnism is the dominant belief system, when any do mm. belief system is the dominant ideology, anything else that gets mentioned is kind of seen as like the outside and the ones forcing their beliefs but they don't yeah. realize that they're <laughs> the ones who are actually forcing an ideology and that it is an ideology that they're pushing yeah absolutely yeah and that it sort of comes back around to this you know people just not questioning what yeah. they've been told and yeah they push things that they don't even realize that they've not actually it's not them it's just yeah. something that they've been told it's a belief system that's been passed on to them yeah which makes it the whole level more of craziness exactly <laughs> Uh, now, aside from your music, um, which I think is a very powerful way of getting the message across, and you do it so brilliantly, um, do you do any other forms of activism or are you just focusing on your songwriting at the moment? Um, I mean, what I'm doing now, George, is just kind of being as, as free as I can and leading yeah. by example wherever I can. Like now I, I walk around without any shoes because... <laughs> um, I think it's quite important that we get that connection back with the the earth beneath us. I think we're re recharged um, from the ground, and if we are constantly wearing rubber between our, our skin and, and the soil, then we're we're losing that connection. Another connection lost. What a surprise! Um, so things like that, while swimming, and I'll you know post on my Instagram pictures of me doing that and with friends and um, foraging. I, I'm a big forager now, and I'll just again post just to try and inspire because these are all things that um will empower people again um you know foraging yeah. is free and it is literally everywhere like you can nettles are everywhere dandelions are everywhere you know blackberries yeah. are everywhere at the moment everyone can forage and it's free <laughs> food and you can't buy that freshness in the supermarket um, yeah, I've got some blackberries growing outside my house right now, actually, although I uh, took one off yesterday, it was a bit, little bit sour, so I might have to <laughs> let it brew for a little be, bit. Be patient, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of, I mean, it's not activism per se, but it's I, I feel moved and inspired now to just be as free as I want to be. Um, and it, I think it is, it's giving people the confidence to do the same. Yeah. Um, and as I, I say, you know, when people are empowered, then then all this, you know, they're not going to want to eat animals anymore when they know the truth and they understand, you know, what's actually been going on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with regards to your album, I'm wondering if there's a sort of um, activism based message in the way that you're actually selling it because you're only selling it on Bandcamp. Is that correct? You're not selling yeah. it on any of the major platforms. Why is that? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of to do with what we were talking about before with the media. Um, you know, these it's just a small handful of companies or, or, or even people who who control everything, uh, and it's not something I want to have any part of anymore. Yeah. So wherever possible, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be putting my business on there. I don't want to yeah. be earning money for them. You know, through my music. Yeah. So and with Bandcamp. Um, you know, it is somewhere that people can go online and get it because not everybody wants a CD, um, and it, it gives you that personal connection because you see their email and they can leave you a little note if they want as well, which is really nice. Um, and then I get most of the money. You know, I get like for an eight pound album, I get like six fifty or something. 
Okay, so it even actually it actually works out the best for you as an artist, oh, anyway. Kind of yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely behind Bandcamp. Um, if yeah. I have to be behind anything online, that, that's the one. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope people have realised by listening to that album. And as I say, folks listening, that was just my five personal favourite songs off the album. You might have very different. Uh, choice and track there's like 11 songs or so on the album aren't there yeah that's uh, right, yeah. so so uh, and, and each one is good it is honestly folks it's a very consistently excellent album so please do head to Bandcamp and buy that i will put the um link there in the description um and i was gonna say you know just because it's so consistently good i wonder if you didn't write it about something that was so unmarketable like animal rights and veganism <laughs> unfortunately we you know it, it is unmarketable in this in this world where everyone's eating animals i wonder if these songs were written about something completely different you know could it be a famous album because it's that good it honestly <laughs> is that good an album uh, and, and th that's one of the you know the big respect to you for that because it's like you're not doing this for fame or anything like that although it'd be great if the album did get famous because obviously we want the message to get across but yeah. just because your music speaks to you so much and you can really tell that you put a lot of heart and passion into every song. Yeah, I mean, the studio um, that I recorded the album at in um, is just so inspiring to work in. Yeah. Like you look, you're in the Outer Hebrides, like nobody else is really around. You're looking out onto the sea, the the live room is just beautiful. And the the two people in the studio, um, Carl and, and Pete, they're just the best guys to work with. Um, so yeah. the whole experience, uh, along with a bit of weed, obviously, <laughs> ah! <laughs> was um, was just magical, you know. Yeah. And I, 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 I've I've been doing music professionally my whole adult life, and I've never had a better experience than you know working with those guys in that studio. Yeah, um, so it's a very I'm, picturesque setting where, where it you really wrote the whole is, album. though. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, well, I was I was looking for um, I was looking for a vegan producer for about six months, uh, yeah. and I gave up in the end because I was like, you know what? Even if producer is vegan, the, the odds of them putting it on the internet, you know, on their website is it's not that high, is it? Like most producers probably would want to keep that yeah. a bit quiet so that they get more work. Um, <laughs> so in the end, I, I just opted for the studio because I was traveling around Scotland anyway. I was like, you know, it'd be a nice part of the the trip. Um, and at least it'll be a beautiful place to record in. Um, yeah. But then, so when I got there, like the Pete, the guy who owns the studio, like he was pretty much vegetarian. And then by the end of the week, he was vegan. <laughs> was oh, like, great work. Yeah. Great well, stuff. I mean, because when you are like working on the songs so, so like deeply, so closely, I mean, I think you, you have to take the messages to heart, I think. Yeah. To, to, to a degree. Well, great job with that. And that's just proof that, you know, your music can be activism because there's so many people who's, who say stuff like, you know, I don't have time to be active and blah, blah, blah. But everyone has some kind of talent and you can do use your talent as a form of activism. The proof's in the pudding just there. You've you've made someone go vegan firsthand by working with you on yeah. this album. So so great job there. Um, thank you we're coming to the end now v so where where can people catch you because you're doing like little tours and stuff around the uk performing this aren't you so did you want to speak to us a little bit about that just before we wrap up yeah i'd love to uh well i've got a few festivals through september um you can go onto my instagram to to see what what those are where they are mm -hmm. a few events and then in uh in october i'm going to be in scotland 
So I haven't actually arranged any shows yet, but it's my plan to arrange two or three whilst I'm up there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm hoping to do a European tour next year. So just being open to that and, um, yeah, being open to what comes in and how it yeah. all flows. But, yeah, I'm excited. It's been an absolute pleasure to play my songs uh, all summer. Um, and we, me and my friend Ailsa, who's backing me now on guitar and gahan she's amazing um yeah. yeah we had a gig in bridlington last night and it was just oh sunday night even it was just so so beautiful and we've you know we've done about 15 shows together now and we're, we're really finding our stride with it so i'm excited to just keep on going and keep sharing the messages you know and as i say like seeing how like we're living as well i live in a van now and yeah I've got like a proper good tan <laughs> and you know I'm, I, I'm just I'm happy so much more of the time I'm happy all the time now whereas I've you know as I think a lot of people have and do suffered with lots of mental health stuff and yeah. food stuff and body confidence stuff and you know I'm just kind of elevating out of all of that and veganism is one of the biggest keys to doing that. Well, that's great to hear. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming onto the show today, V. And I, I'm... Ah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And I'm, I'm glad you let me play my, my five favorite tracks there. And I hope that that can um, get a few people to buy the new album. So thanks for listening, everyone. Please go to Bandcamp. The link, link is in the description. And um, I hope you enjoyed those songs that I played. And I hope that you think that it's a really good album. I certainly do. And uh, we will see you next time.